Hi, you're listening to Living Life on Purpose, and I'm your host, Matt Wilson. The goal of this show is for us to sit down with successful people who also live a life of purpose. We want you to hear their stories, understand that they've had to overcome adversity, how their faith has played a role, and ultimately we want you to be encouraged by the things that you hear so that you can walk through similar situations. We hope you enjoy. All right, here in the studio with Jenny Waltman. Jenny is the president of Grace Klein Construction, and she loves God and she loves people. Uh, there was a much longer bio, but uh, we just thought that, that that would flow much easier. And so we're going with that introduction. So Jenny, so glad to have you here. Thanks for having me, Matt. Yes, uh, very excited. This is uh, an interview that we've been trying to get on the books for a while. Uh, we played a little bit of uh, text phone tag. Uh, but I got to hear Jenny speak at the ULEX Business Exhibition Luncheon last year and just heard the passion and the energy and really just all of the things that we're going to talk about today. Uh, we want to try and capture that same message uh, for the, the listeners today because um, she is a, um, I would say, tiny female, but she's got a lot of power that's inside of her, that when that comes out, it's it's very strong. So uh, I'm excited about it. Awesome. Yes. Let's do it. Uh, so first of all, how did you get involved with Grace Klein Construction? Well, we had a business that went bad. My husband was a partner in another mm -hmm. company, and God just really showed us, do you want plan A, B, or C, or my plan? Mm -hmm. And I think for us, we realized we were working the A, B, and C of the American dream and our plan. Mm -hmm. And Grace Klein Construction became God's plan. It's a miracle story of how it even came to be uh, because I was having to, I had a four-month-old and a two-year-old, and we were trying to start this new company. Jason had to finish at the other company. And uh, the state of Alabama, our letter of good standing, didn't make it to the home builder's office. They called me while they're meeting. They fax it over. It's just miracles and miracles of how we even received our, my home builder's license. Mm -hmm. So I think that there's a lot of people that they are, they're, they're setting plan A, plan B, plan C. You know, they're always looking at their exit strategy. They're always uh, trying to determine, you know, if this doesn't work, what, what are we going to do? And uh, I think when you start a business and it is something that, that God gave you, you know, whether it's the, the dream or the vision or uh, the, the name or the desire, the concept, whatever, you know, when he gives it to you, then, you know, it's, it's our job to walk it out. We don't know what it all looks like, but, um, yeah, you, you got to burn the ships. And so you, you go into this and, and things start working. And, and what year was that? That was in 2006. Okay. And you know that in so a great time to be in the house. Yeah. Business. You're, you're rolling yeah, then, yeah. but 2008's coming yeah. and you don't know it. Yeah. And I just remember uh, the economy was just getting so bad. Mm -hmm. And I, I remember I went to Swaziland on a mission trip and this guy that had the gift of prophecy came up and asked me, hey, do you want to know what's going to happen to mm -hmm. you? It's like, uh, I don't know. Not really. <laughs> you know, I'm scared. Like, yeah. And uh, he's like, well, I just want to tell you that God's going to do much more than construction through mm -hmm. you guys. And I just really want to know, is Grace Klein going to make it? Mm. Because it had been such a journey of faith to start Grace Klein Construction. That's really all I wanted to know. And, and then God's saying, no, you're going to do more than construction. Mm. I don't really know what he meant. But I had this complete confidence that God was faithful and he was going to provide for us. The next uh, month when, we, when I came back home is when the economy crashed. Mm. We brought in about 70000 and our shortfall was 169 I mean, 
our expenses were 169500 So we had a shortfall of almost $100,000 mm-hmm. that we were looking at that day. It's like, oh, no. Mm-hmm. You know, but I wasn't scared. I just mm-hmm. felt God was going to make it. it we, we were going to somehow survive this, mm-hmm. and we just had to lean in and trust Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it was so amazing because the week before the economy crashed, I felt this strong impression that morning when I was spending time with Jesus to take all of our money out of our investment account. Mm-hmm. And I thought, that has to be Jesus because that is not a human thought that yeah. you would do. And my husband walked in the door that afternoon from work and he said, take all our money out of our investment account. Mm. That's what God told me today. I was like, mm. you can't. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I'm calling our yeah. financial planner right yeah. then. Well, that economy crashed sometime at, in that week mm. after what we had called wow. our financial planner. So I called him back and said, did you send us our money? Mm. He's like, yeah, it's in the mail. Who told you that mm. the economy was going to crash? And nobody knew that. Yeah. I was like, well, Jesus told <laughs> us, you know, and it was so amazing to think about that Jesus is the biggest financial investor mm. partner that we can have. Mm. And if we will really trust him and lean mm. into him and listen to him, mm. then he's going to take care of us because we needed that money to sustain us through that mm. that low economic season here mm. in Birmingham. If we hadn't done that, then we would have not only we would have lost way more than the yeah. penalty. Yeah. And we wouldn't have had the money Mm -hmm. to keep going in faith. Mm -hmm. And it was so hard because so many um, of our partners Mm -hmm. and vendors, they were going under. People that had been uh, in business for 100 years and I kind of had survival survival skill. Like, Mm -hmm. how can this be, God? Why are you letting us make it? What are you doing? Mm -hmm. What are you going to have us do? Mm -hmm. Uh, Because it just felt so surreal. We were living in a half a million dollar house down in historic forest park mm. because we had built that and then the economy crashed we couldn't sell it mm. so we move over there to that house mm. i'm thinking what why you know we we we're barely surviving yeah. and then our child is zoned for inner city school mm. so do we do that as well so we're going to live in upper class mm. in a house mm. our kids going to go to inner city school but mm. we're really middle class mm. family mm. so now all of a sudden we're in every socioeconomic class mm. it was so shocking and you really didn't know who to, to connect with who was your friend i mean that our upper class friends are having us over for picnics in their yard and they just think we're hippies oh <laughs> that's why you have one car it doesn't matter you know <laughs> that's why you walk to school uh, and then the inner city families are like who are you and mm. My kid's sitting on the side of the curb eating a pear back and forth with this other little kid. And I'm trying not to panic (laughs) because I'm thinking, I don't think this is normal, but for for real, it is right now. And then they're sharing a a sippy drink, one of those squeezy drink things back and forth, a pear and that. And I'm like, is this my life? Because I think my friends in Hoover are freaking out if I'm we're sharing this these germs, you know. Right. And uh, then I'm meeting all these people because we're walking to school and. I'm meeting all these families and they're becoming our friends. So it, it was so hard to live in every socioeconomic class. We literally did. And I remember uh, when we went to a, a party, it was a birthday party in Heatherwood, if you know where that mm-hmm. is in suburbia. And then right after that party, my daughter said, well, let's go to my friend's party. And so we went and that party was so much poverty. They lived behind these abandoned projects, but the projects were were not abandoned. People were squatting in them. Mm-hmm. And this little boy that was maybe eight came riding up to the fence. And Jason, my husband, asked him, what's that on your back? And he said, oh, that's my gun. I had to make it. Everybody has one. Mm-hmm. Jason's like, what? Mm-hmm. And he's trying not to weep. And then all of a sudden our sin is hitting us in the face 
because we're thinking, oh, James says, if you know the good you ought to do and don't do it, then it's sin for you. And all of a sudden we're looking at this sin and what are we supposed to do about it? I go inside to use the bathroom and these people have no furniture. They have mattresses on the floor. Mm-hmm. Then I realized, oh no, they just used all their food stamp money to have this party, to do this cookout. And how are they going to live this month? And I'm trying not to bust out crying. Mm-hmm. And what are we going to do about this? And we just do construction, but all of a sudden we don't because either we're going to obey God from the sin of omission and do something. So I remember at talking to several of my friends and within 24 hours of when I talked to these people that I was friends with, God gave three different women the exact same idea as me about how to serve and feed families in Birmingham. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden we're like, oh, well, I guess that's what we're going to do on the side with our construction employees and customers and we're just going to try to obey God because these people are hungry. The first month we had 58 families that needed food because we had visited schools and they were just telling us who was hungry and it was shocking. And we're thinking, okay, we not only do we need to survive this economy, but now somehow we need to feed people. Mm. So it was just, it happened so fast because it was God's plan, not ours. Yeah. Well, so I can relate to so much of, of what you're talking about because, you know, I, like I'm a, a middle class person, and then I've got clients in you know my business uh, that are extremely successful, and you know I, I'm friends with some of the the most successful people, like not just in the state but around the country. But then like I've got friends that are homeless, you know, and I mean just today the conversations that I've had have been all across the spectrum. You know, I had to, to pay you know, my buddy's power bill because it got cut off on the 18th and he didn't tell me. And so we've got to, you know, pay another deposit and, you know, get get all that taken care of. And it's uh, like, I mean, if my power got cut off, I would make sure that the bill got paid and immediately because I wouldn't want to go without power. I mean, he's just been going without power since the 18th. And the last two Sundays, he's come to church with me. And I'm like, why didn't you tell me the Sunday before? You know, A, it would have been within five days and that would have been a lot less expensive. But B, like just swallow your pride, you know, things that that we don't even think about. I mean, even though we've got pride, we don't think about like going that long without not having, especially power. Um, But, you know, it it is hard to balance out given influence in this situation. I'm given influence in this situation. Then I'm given influence in this. And they're all polar opposites of one another, really. Um, so from that standpoint, you, you get this sense you're convicted, you and your husband. And so y'all start Grace Klein Communities at that point. Well, we weren't doing Grace Klein Community. We were just doing this as a little side gig okay. of the construction company. Okay. And whenever we would finish jobs, mm-hmm. Jason would start talking to the families. Mm-hmm. Oh, what do you, what do you do on the weekend mm-hmm. and invite them in to come deliver food around Birmingham mm-hmm. or invite them to sponsor a box of food. Mm-hmm. 
and we had a meeting a few months into this and the volunteers were saying well y'all got to start a nonprofit." Mm. we're like we do construction what are you talking about <laughs> right you know and they're like no you're feeding at this point i think we were feeding around 200 people wow. of families 200 families and there's and we're thinking no we just do this for fun or mm. obedience or whatever you want to call it mm. and so i called the irs and this lady was hilarious because she called me honey she's like honey you run a nonprofit. turn in your papers yeah. i'm like oh <laughs> um, i just called the irs she just called me honey yeah. and she acts like this is nothing yeah. you know big deal but apparently we had done the process mm. of a nonprofit because you're supposed to work out your idea mm. before you s- apply for your nonprofit status. We didn't know that. We were just obeying God for the next step. Yeah. So that was a, a real blessing. And we were able to have the nonprofit officially in April 2010. Okay. And that was amazing because then people could give and receive their tax deductions. And um, I guess people were just given in faith. I didn't even think about the tax deductions, but people were helping us feed families in Birmingham and they were stepping out. I remember customers that really, it changed the trajectory of their family Mm -hmm. because they started to serve with their families and their kids were helping these other kids and the families where they were serving, learn how to do read and do their math better. And, you know, helping tutor kids that they were meeting through food delivery. And it was so beautiful because you think about, we're just going to your house to, do some painting or remodeling or install you a new kitchen but at the end of the day you're joining into something that's so grand and bigger than all of us to love birmingham mm-hmm. and just seeing that effect and that ripple that's happened over the last 10 years has just been amazing well wow, that's awesome and and i agree that you know when somebody first of all when they see impact being made when they see the the results of a donation you know, the immediate impact and how it's changing lives, people, they want to respond to that need, you know, and when they um, have the ability to come and serve alongside it versus just giving a monetary or uh, some sort of substantial, uh, you know, they're, they're giving clothing or they're giving food or whatever, and then they, they drop it off and then they never see the result. There's a, a disconnect that takes place, but when they can come in and they can meet the families and they see, they get that new perspective, like, oh, like I, I didn't even realize that that this is what, you know, some people face on a daily basis. And um, and this is Birmingham. Yeah. This is our city. Yeah. I mean, like we, we go and serve downtown Lynn Park. Yeah. It's 12 miles from where I live. You know, I tell people all the time, you, you can go on a mission trip. Sure. You can go around the world. You can go other side of the country. You can go to other cities. But we've got needs right here that you know some of which are being addressed some are not and at the end of the day we're, we're called to love god and love people and that doesn't just mean the people that look like us that doesn't just mean the people that are in our socioeconomic group that doesn't just mean that the people that we're connected with but but anybody that's in need and so you responded to that need and now 10 years later i mean the the number of people that you guys are impacting i mean it, it's such uh, a well-known community now that like when there's a need, you know, Hey, contact Grace Klein because you've done so much good, you know, for that 10 years. So, so what does it look like now um, from a number standpoint? I mean, how many people are y'all, y'all reaching now? We are feeding about 10,000 people a month. Wow. 
wow. th- uh, through Grace Klein Community. Wow. And, you know, I just we just had a staff meeting for Grace Klein Construction yesterday, mm-hmm. and we were telling those guys, hey, when you come to work and when you do things with excellence, the profit that you're helping us make on a job is not only providing you and your family income, but you're a part of feeding mm-hmm. these 10,000 people a month. You're a part of something so much bigger than who you are because they're never going to meet these people. Mm-hmm. They're out in the field working, yeah. but they're doing their their work, whether they're hammering or painting or doing drywall. Their work is so vital to the mm-hmm. kingdom of God because yeah. over those years, people are coming to know Jesus through mm-hmm. food sharing and clothing sharing. It's crazy, you know, to think about. But Grace Klein means little gift from God. Mm-hmm. Because we want people to ask, what is this? Mm-hmm. You know, why do you give me an apple or a pear or, uh, you know, bell pepper, carrots? Because that's little gifts from God. But the big gift is Jesus. Yeah. And we want you to experience a relationship with mm-hmm. Christ. And so when you start to realize his, he's providing your needs, mm-hmm. then it just changes everything. We had a volunteer that also receives food tell one of our staff member, I'm not really religious. I've yeah. never prayed to God, but I keep going home after getting this food and thanking God for this yeah. food. Yeah. You know, because they know that it comes from God. Mm. We can't do this. I mean, this is a grassroots thing. Mm. I mean, I, it's funny to say when you're you're feeding that amount of people, we only have three full-time paid staff and three full-time part-time staff. Wow. And then we have four full-time volunteer staff. Mm. So the, the volume of that's happening is because we're having so much volunteer commitment from our city. Mm. We require a hundred volunteers a week to operate. So we need anybody to come Mm -hmm. help serve, help move food out, help share, help organize. Um, And it's it. so that creates this ripple, man. It's so amazing because love does. It's just going everywhere Mm -hmm. over the city and you can do whatever you feel compelled to do. So you Mm -hmm. can come and say, Oh, I want to get everybody at Works Birmingham some flowers today or Mm -hmm. some apples. You can come up there and bless them Mm -hmm. because as long as you're building community with that food, then we want you to take it and spread it. And then to see like we have farmers that are able to to receive the um, food once once it's past human consumption. Mm -hmm. And those farmers are able to use it to really build compost Mm -hmm. where they can grow their gardens. And if it's still good for animals, they can feed their animals with Mm -hmm. that food and we had the first farmer come and bring his first fruits to us of his pig when he slaughtered it. He gave us chubs of sausage to mm-hmm. give out. And wow. I mean, that's holy because that food was donated. That pig ate it mm-hmm. and that farmer sh- gave it back like yeah. a, his first fruit to us. Yeah. And it was just full circle. Mm-hmm. And it's so amazing. I mean, one of the produce companies that gives to us had never given anything for 13 years to anybody. They just threw it in the landfill. The first year they gave to us, they gave us $300,000 worth of fresh produce. And they wanted to cry, you know, because they're thinking, oh, no, we wasted that amount for 13 years. But you're not going to. But we were telling them, no, don't worry about it, because for the next 100 years, you're not going to waste that. And think about the impact you're going to have in Birmingham.
Uh, right now, we have 18 um, food rescue donors mm. that give to us. That means the food is still good mm. for human consumption, but it needs to come off the shelf for some reason. Mm. Maybe they have the new stock for the week, and it just needs to you know, switch out, whatnot. And it takes 68 volunteers to pick up all that food. Mm. And people serve with Grace Line Community and pick up that food uh, seven days a week. Wow. So it's incredible. And we will be able to grow that. But everything has to grow. It's kind of a wheel with a bunch of spokes, and mm. all the spokes have to grow at the same length at mm. the same time. The amount of people you serve, how much food you receive, how much donor support you have financially, and how much volunteerism. So everything has to grow all at the same time. Mm. If you get distorted, the wheel will just collapse. So mm. it's complex. but Well, it is, but, but at the end of the day, it, it started with conviction. It started with obedience. It started with trust. And, you know, you, you align all of those things and you took a step of faith. And because of that step of faith, you are now impacting 10,000 people. You know, that's 10,000 in, 10, individuals. But, you know, there are families that, you know, it, it ripples off. And, you know, there's no telling how many total number of lives are being affected by the obedience that you've walked out for, you know, 10 years. And really before that, because going back to 2006, I mean, again, when the economy tanked in 2008, you're in the construction industry. I mean, there was no foreseeable end in sight at right. that point. And you could have said, you know what, God, uh, I, I feel like this is something that you've called me to do, but but I'm just, I, I, I'm panicked and I'm just going to subvert your word. I'm going to just, I, I've got to do my own thing. I don't have peace. Um, although he's the one that provides the peace. So it would have been a spirit of fear that would have come against that, that spirit of peace. But um, at any point, you could have done your own thing. You could have said, you know, I'm going to do what Jenny wants to do. Or your husband's name's Jason. Right. Uh, we're going to do what you know, Jenny and Jason want to do. But no, we're, we're going to trust God. We're going to believe even when we don't see it because we've gotten a word in Swaziland that we're going to do more than just construction. And we don't know what that looks like, but we, we've gotten the word. So when we receive the word from God, it's not a matter of, you know, is this going to take place? It's just a matter of when. Right. You just yeah. walk in it. Yeah. And it's it's not always easy. But uh, so the conference that we were talking about beforehand, you know, it was called Sacred Work. And you mentioned that the, the construction workers, that, that they don't necessarily get to see the fruit. But everything that we do is sacred under the Lord. So the work of our hands, it, it's all sacred. It doesn't matter what your vocation is, but when you serve under the Lord, then, you know, he gets glorified. And, and with that, uh, I just, I think that the, the things that are being done now and the things that are going to continue to be done through the organization, I mean, it's, you've just scratched the surface of all the things that are going to continue to come to pass. And as you continue to walk out in obedience, I mean, God's going to get more glory. And God's going to get more honor and, you know, the kingdom continues to get advanced. And as that takes place, um, you know, he, he's just, he's up there smiling, you know, cause he's like, Hey, that's my daughter. And, and she followed what I asked her to do. And because of that, some of the things you, you'll never know this side of heaven, you know, the impact that was made because you walked it out. A lot of times on this show, we meet with somebody and they, they took that step of obedience. And I mean, think about how different Birmingham would be had you not taken that step. Or if, if at any point you would have said, you know what, I'm, I'm gonna do my own thing. 
uh, hey, this is scary. Uh, we just cashed out our retirement. Uh, we want to do something else with that money. We, we're going to get um, we're going to get protective. Like I, I don't want to risk it all. And you didn't, you know. And because of that, it's like only God could have done it. And right. I, I think that uh, too often the the world is telling us, you know, you've got to have the plan. You've got to have it all figured out. You've got to, you know, know if, if things are getting crazy, you just got to, you know, reel it all back in. Um, but uh, he says, rest in me, trust me, come to me, you know, all you who are you know, weak and weary, uh, you know, give me your burdens. Uh, you know, I'll provide the peace. And um, it's, it's so much better. Like he doesn't have bad ideas. No. You know, his worst yeah. idea is better than our best idea. And you know, too often we think that we're smarter, uh, but it's There's, not ever the case. Yeah, and, and you know, in Hebrews it talks about that if you, um, you know, he calls us to live by faith. Mm -hmm. And if he, we shrink back, then he won't be pleased with us. Mm -hmm. I'm like, ah, <laughs> you know, because in the, in the, especially in the first six years, I couldn't hardly breathe a lot of, of the moments. Mm -hmm. I was praying because you're living by faith. Mm -hmm. But as an entrepreneurial spirit and, and business owners and leaders will understand this, mm -hmm. that you have to step out in a huge risk mm -hmm. if you want to make an impact. Mm -hmm. And so you're believing that mm -hmm. as a business leader. So you're, so you're stepping out. And also as a follower of Christ, like we have to step out. It's kind of living that entrepreneurial spirit mm -hmm. for Jesus and mm -hmm. for the sake of the gospel and for the mm -hmm. sake of people that don't yet know mm -hmm. Christ. And so it's so amazing, but it's so hard sometimes to live by faith because you're scared. You don't know how you're going to, you know, eat. You don't know what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. You don't know if you're going to get the next job. Mm -hmm. And this is really fun. But we were uh, I was telling the guys yesterday, we um, went Natalie and I went to share at a church about three years ago. Mm -hmm. And when I finished sharing there, the lady ran out and said, how can I pray for you? Mm -hmm. And I said, I would love for you to pray for anybody that's going to work at Grace Klein Construction, mm -hmm. that they would know Jesus and that they would walk with him. Mm -hmm. And anybody that comes in contact with Grace Klein community, they would know Jesus and they would walk with him. Mm -hmm. And three years later, this church, um, they're going into like a partnership with another church. Mm -hmm. And this church is being renovated. And we received the granted the that job wow. so we demoed that job yesterday wow. so we told the guys like you were prayed for in this building for the last three years mm. by sweet older ladies who chased me out to say yeah. how can i pray yeah. for you and god is so faithful and sometimes we can get so focused as business leaders on chasing that next job that we miss the opportunities in the right now mm. and we have 40 to 60 hours a week that we're all mm. busting it mm. at our jobs and that is our mission field. And we're missionaries. We're called to be missionaries right where we are. Mm -hmm. But we have to do it. We have to take action. I've been reading this book called Faith of Leap. I don't mm -hmm. know if you've read it yet. Mm -hmm. But it talks about the adventure of faith. Mm -hmm. And when you trust God, then you're going to say yes and you're just going to go. Mm -hmm. You know, you're going to keep following. And even if it seems insane, if it seems insane, it's probably Jesus. So <laughs> right. go for it. You That's know. Right. Right. So, um, but, but the problem is when everything starts to become um, status quo, mm -hmm and organized and together and you can anticipate what's going to happen it starts to lose like that dynamic effect of our dependency on jesus because mm -hmm. all of a sudden we start mm -hmm. to run the ship yeah we start to run everything and we aren't praying to the lord for mm -hmm. every single thing mm -hmm. and I, I just 
have so many moments when I might forget to pay a bill and I'm about to go to bed and then the Lord will just remind me like, wait, it's such a calm, like mm-hmm. peaceful thing. But hey, don't you forgot to pay, post the taxes today yeah. or whatever it mm-hmm. is. And for him to want to be so involved in every aspect of our lives is so encouraging. Mm-hmm. And then it allows us to also communicate that to the people we serve, mm-hmm. whether it's the business community that's now coming alongside Grace Klein community to come and 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 invest their business into Grace Klein community so that we can serve more people in Birmingham. Or if it's the person who really has nothing, but they're giving everything because they're coming to our office mm-hmm. to share their time and their joy because sometimes the people like you know that are in the most poverty financially have the most joy Mm -hmm. and the people that have the most have the most poverty of relationship and loneliness and those poverties Mm -hmm. so if we can start to combat all the different poverties together it's just going to be incredible for birmingham oh yeah well and I, i think that that already you know god has been stirring up something in birmingham where he's doing something in the business community as well as the 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 faith community and he is uh, he's restoring the city of Birmingham in, in a new way. And it's, it's going beyond just uh, the, the buildings that are taking place. It, it's going into the hearts of the people. And it's, it's something that um, you know, we, we won't know the full effects of, of all of that for, for years to come. But uh, it's already taking place. And, and I believe that what you're doing is a part of that. And I just, I want you to speak to the person that um, they're on the fence right now. Like maybe they, they love the Lord. Maybe the Lord has called them to do something in their business that they're a business person and they're afraid, you know, if I take this step of faith, if I take this leap of faith, like my business is going to, you know, suffer, you know, if I start walking out my, my faith, you know, in the business community that, that somehow uh, my, my business is going to be penalized. Like you can't be successful and, uh, just love Jesus with everything that you've got and, and let people know it. Uh, what would you say to that person? I would say go for it, but know that it's going to cost you, mm-hmm. but anything good costs. Mm-hmm. So you're going to a nice restaurant to take your spouse out. Mm-hmm. It's good. It, it's good. So it costs. And following Jesus costs. Stepping out in faith costs. I mean, sometimes you're going to think, oh, I'm going to be taken advantage of. You are. Mm-hmm. You know, sometimes you're going to lose things. or lo- I mean, people have stolen tools out of our shop. Mm-hmm. But God's given them back to us yeah. in a different way. So it's it's okay. Just take that step of faith. Because at the end of the day, you don't want to. You don't want to get to the end Mm -hmm. and think I did nothing Mm -hmm. because I was afraid, you know, look fear in the face and like run through it, you Mm -hmm. know, because it's worth it. Mm -hmm. I think that so many times that we can think, oh, we're looking at the bottom line or our social media Mm -hmm. or we need more work. Mm -hmm. But as we show love to others, God blesses us for that. You don't have to worry about the provision for your company. Um, for what's going to happen because you're going to go out and look for what does somebody else need Mm -hmm. you know take five minutes of every day and pick one company to that you've been blessed by go and give them a positive review Mm -hmm. refer them to somebody that you Mm -hmm. know is looking for their services 
you know, that's so simple, but it sets the tone to the Lord of, hey, I'm going to I'm going to serve you and I'm going to serve others. Mm -hmm. And then you're going to take care of me mm -hmm. and I'm going to work with all my heart to the Lord. I work for God, not man. Mm -hmm. And that's what we say as business leaders that follow Jesus is we work for the Lord. But that means we got to do it. We don't want to be people that just say mm -hmm. we want to take action. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, St. Francis, he, he took action. Mm -hmm. And he's such an example mm. to us centuries later mm. because uh, and because he did um, his life lived out the gospel. Yeah. And that's what we want to do so that when people ask us, we're ready and we'll talk about it. We'll talk about Jesus and we'll soak up that scripture so we have it to mm. give to them. But it takes starting. So start and don't be afraid and it's going to cost you, but do it anyway. And he's going to provide for you. remember um, somebody after that luncheon, the business's mission luncheon, coming up and admitting that they needed work. Because they admitted that to me, I met somebody who needed their services mm -hmm. about 30 minutes after mm -hmm. I walked out of that building, mm -hmm. and they were able to secure that job. Mm -hmm. So that takes vulnerability. Yeah. You know, if we don't communicate to each other what we need as business leaders and how we need help, then we're and not be vulnerable. Mm -hmm then we're missing out on what God will give us. Mm -hmm. And the same way, if we don't love our staff and pursue them and think, oh, this person might be struggling with drugs or alcohol, I'm just going to fire them. I don't have time to deal with it. Mm -hmm. But if we just deal with it and we walk through that journey with them on the other side of their recovery, it's so amazing for mm -hmm. us to have staff now that are project managers that have come out of recovery mm -hmm. and have thrived and have met Jesus and have walked and journeyed through Grace Clang Instruction as a laborer and now they can lead as a project manager mm. that's such a blessing as a leader to know if i've seed into them that god can do something way beyond what they their wildest yeah. dreams more than we can hope for or imagine mm -hmm. and that's just so incredible mm -hmm. to see your staff walking in the truth we've had so many staff leave to go become pastors that work with our construction company and that's such an honor to us it's like yeah go yeah. because something happened to them at Grace Clang Instruction to spur them on to share the gospel in a different context. Some mm -hmm. people have started their own businesses to walk it out as a business's mission mm -hmm. for the Lord. Mm -hmm. So that's such an op opportunity for business leaders to, to if we act, it, the other people under us, mm -hmm. you know, and beside us will mm -hmm. act. And that's such an honor, mm -hmm. such an honor, you know. Uh, that's so good. And, and I do, um, I, I know that, that, the Lord tells us that that He wants obedience obedience more than sacrifice. So there will be some sort of cost. You know, you you may be looked at as crazy. Uh, you may uh, lose a little bit here and there. But um, you know, I know for me, when I started my business five years ago, uh, people were like, you know, what are you doing? Like this makes no sense. And I'm like, well, I can't explain it, but I feel like I'm doing what God's called me to do. And you know, five years later, I wouldn't change a single thing. Now, he had to get my attention in a lot of ways. He had to humble me, and he had to get my focus off of just the bottom line and, and my finances uh, and trusting in all that versus trusting in him. 
Um, but the things that, that were lost continue to be restored and, and the blessings are above and beyond anything that I could have ever imagined. And the impact that I'm able to have is so much greater than anything that I gave up to get to this point. So I don't regret any of the things that, that took place because I wouldn't be the person that I am today if I hadn't have walked through the fire to get refined. And so, yeah, we just want to encourage you, if you're out there and you're listening, you're trying to figure it out, like, should I make this move? Do it. Because, you know, if it's a word from him, if it's uh, an unction from him, if it's something that he's placed on your heart and it lines up with his word, then, you know, you could be missing out if you don't do it more so than uh, what you're going to sacrifice when you do it. So. Right, and if you choose an adventure with Jesus, you're going to start to see Jesus' miracles every day. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm kind of spoiled. Yeah. I've been living it, you know, yeah. for 10 years, so yeah. I'm like, I know Jesus is going to do something yeah. every day, and I yeah. see it. And that's kind of hard to, mm-hmm. to realize when I'm talking to somebody else, wait, they hadn't seen Jesus in a while mm. do something mm. crazy in front of them, mm. and I want them to come along with us. I'm yeah. like, oh, let's come experience who he is because mm. he's going to blow your mind. Yeah. it's so it's so incredible well i know that i've really enjoyed this and i know that that our listeners are going to enjoy this and be encouraged as well uh so so glad that you were here with us today how can people learn more about uh, grace klein and grace klein communities yeah so you can find us um online at gracekleincommunity.com gracekleinconstruction.com and also on facebook and instagram and twitter and I'm trying to do LinkedIn so y'all can find me okay. and I'll be your friend. Okay. Ask okay. me, ask me uh, any qu- send me some private messages of how to use your business as mission. If you have any questions, I'd love to talk to anybody okay. that's stepping out. That's awesome. Thanks so much for listening. Check us out next time.